Welcome to HIT Podcast, H-I-T, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. As always, we are dropping into your feed on Tuesdays with what I hope are bite-sized, digestible, well-curated conversations of what's going on in the space. This week's episode is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions. And without any further ado, let's get right into this week's uh, hit hit chat. It's a chit chat. And I have Bill Rosenthal with me. Bill, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Hey, Toby. It's great to be here and see you again. Oh, I'm so, so, so excited to have Bill. So we were talking a little bit uh, just before we fired up the cameras. I was like, Bill, I, I think we met each other and started working together in like 07. At least. Which yeah, is- I, I was on the drive up here. I was thinking, gosh, when did we kind of like meet each other? 10, 15, easily, right? Easy. F- at least, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I didn't have any kids. Yeah. And my oldest is 21, so <laughs> that kind of that kind of puts it all in perspective, right? That's unbelievable. Well, it, it, it has been an absolute pleasure to know you professionally, and and honestly, I'm really excited to have you on here. I know that there, there there's so many topics we can dive into, but before we kind of get too far down the rabbit hole, uh, you know, we met when you had a tenure uh, running operations at an organization that was in the, the media space. But if you don't mind giving us like the, the nickel tour of, of where you've been, what yeah. seats you sat in and what brought you to here? Yeah, you know, I think we met. I was the chief operating officer of a great agency, Ignited. Yeah. Was there 17 years. It was amazing. I've been so fortunate to be in the entertainment and agency related space since uh, 96. So going almost on, what, 30 years. Wow. It's been an, an amazing career journey. And I currently... I'm the president at Minute Oil. So we're an agency slash printer. So we have the ability to concept things and actually produce it at the same time. And we work with uh, most of the major studios and streamers and retailers and other categories as well. And it's just so, uh, you know, it's it's so rewarding to actually see work get produced. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love. So when when we were first crossing paths and you were that in that COO role and it was, you know, like you said, nice big media company. But you work sort of hand in glove with the HR department. So a lot of the meetings that we had along the way that in some organizations do or don't include the COO, but certainly include HR, you were there. And so you kind of have had uh, exposure to the human resource professional throughout your career and now sit in the role of a president. Yeah, you know, I think that what's really interesting is that, you know, in agencies in particular, you know, it's all about people. You know, the technology to do the work, the computers and all that. But, you know, your assets leave assets, quote unquote. And, uh, you know, your folks leave every night, yeah. you know, and there's an expression like you just hope they come back the next day. <laughs> and so you're so beholden to creating an environment where your employees want to be there and they yep. want to do great work. And, you know, finding and motivating folks that, um, you know, can have a really good career in that space, is, it's really, it's a challenge, but it's also, well, let me back up. It's, it's a challenge, but it's also really great. Yeah. And I think what's what's really interesting in certain spaces where it's like, okay, look, if you're assembling tables or chairs, and I know it takes eight hours to do a table, and you give me a table at the end of every day, I know you've done work. I K-N-O-W know it. Yeah. But in some spaces, it's more creative or it's more intellectual. And sometimes it's hard to pinpoint when people are thinking, when they're working, when they're not. So you have to create an environment of not only bringing that out, but fostering, I think, what can be a little more, I guess I'm getting at, like ephemeral or ethereal in some ways. Yeah, for sure. You know, the creative space in general, like, you could have that million dollar idea when you're taking a shower at 7 a.m. You could, or you could struggle for days and weeks yeah. to come up with what that right idea is. And it's, uh, you know, it's really creating an environment that creates the opportunity for inspiration. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think speaking of environments, one of the things we've talked about in this kind of post-COVID world is, you know, companies wrestling with the work from home, the work remote. And I know that, you know, we talked a little bit the other day, and I would love to kind of pick your brain on on some of your thoughts with this kind of post-COVID environment that we're trying to build and create. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously COVID changed everything for everybody. You know, back in March of 2020, when, you know, we all sent folks home for what we thought was a week or two, <laughs> and then it was a month or two, and then it was a year or two, and now we're three years plus post, quote unquote, COVID, but yet you're still testing. And, you know, I just had COVID for the second time. Yeah. And, and you know, what does that look like? And I think, you know, every company has struggled so hard with what's right for them. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's gotten it perfectly right. right. I think it's such a unique and customizable consideration. So, you know, you've had companies that early on said, you can work remote from anywhere forever. Right, right, right. And right. they've now walked that back. Well, and the guy moves to Oklahoma, right? It's like, oh, okay, so we can work from remote. And then now they're like, hey, we're calling you back. He's like, uh. Well, I, I mean, just <laughs> just the HR issues around the taxation of people going into states you don't have nexus totally. in. I mean, no one thought about that. Totally. And it's like, oh my gosh, we don't have anyone in Nebraska. Um, and so now as we kind of look at this kind of what I would call the next phase of the kind of post in COVID environment, I think that, you know, a lot of companies now are looking, you know, now we're in a new year yeah. and they think let's have, you know, a new take on it all. And so I think that, you know, every day you hear about something. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's a generality that, you know, most employees got used to working from home and they liked it. Yep. And so getting people back has been a real, you know, real challenge. I, I, you know, it's funny is I think that kind of pre COVID for us, at least in our company, and, and this was true of a lot of companies too, is it's like, the answer was zero, zero days from home. You're, you're here boots on the ground, 40 hours a week. Right. And as you mentioned during the height of it, the answer was 100%. You're at home exclusively. Right. And obviously there's essential businesses and some of those, you know, exceptions, but overall a lot of organizations what I'm getting at went from zero to hundred. And now, as we're, like you said, what does post-COVID even mean? But we're sort of post-COVID, borrowing that term. Where in the middle is the right spot, right? Where, where's the sweet spot and how do you tinker with that and what's the science? Yeah, it's, as I said, it's it's been really challenging, I think, for every company. We've had clients of ours that have gone, you know, kind of more um, more directive and say, you must be back yeah. X, yeah. whatever that X might be. Yeah, You know, we've taken the approach that... Our business, so we our business is kind of a couple different pieces. Our creative team has worked remotely since the pandemic started, and it's been fine. Most of the work is transmitted electronically. It's been okay. You have some issues with creativity and, and kind of generating that kind of environment right, to innovate right. together. But the other half of our business is production, running equipment and printing machines. They never left. They never yeah. went home. Yeah. And so we've always had more than 50% of our folks at Midnight Oil working on site. Right. So what we've done is look at uh, the roles that are required to support what's happening on site and not take a blanket one size fits all approach and looked at it job by job. Yeah. And that's been tough because, you know, there's, you know, what's best for our people, our, you know, our clients, the business, it's, it's an equation that's, you know, there's no simple mathematical equation to it, you know, um, but it, we've evolved. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're talking about kind of the creatives, like, can they do their work from home? And the answer is yes, they can do a version of it. But if you, the employer, and when you're talking about building environments are doing it right, you're sort of like, well, can I create an environment that even though this work could be done at home, you could do it better here? We can foster a, a workplace, a culture, a something that brings a je ne sais quoi, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think for us, you know, 
we've we've kind of stratified the the kind of teams into 100% on-site, yep. then hybrid on-site, off-site, and then we've had some select roles that we've said they can be 100% off-site for you know whatever reasonings you know behind each of those roles. Um, but you know, I, I look back to when my son was in in school and they started hybriding kids back to school. Yes. And when they hybrided kids back to school, my son wanted to be at home, so he didn't feel safe yet. And he said, Dad, it's mu- it was easier when we were all in the building or when yeah. we were all at home on Zoom. Yeah. But when you start hybriding it, he said, you know, I felt like as a, as a student that was at home, the teachers didn't see me because uh, I was on, they were looking at the class yep. and he was on a computer screen. Yep. Yep. And I think that, you know, I look at that analogy of, number one, I think hybrid's harder than either or. And when we think about, you know, as parents, we were so gung-ho and really focused on getting our kids back into in-person learning because right. we thought that that was critical to the learning environment. Right. We wanted our college kids back on campus. We wanted right. them in the classroom. Then you kind of, you take that to the professional, right. the, the workspace, and most of our employees, would, if they had <laughs> a choice, yeah. would prefer to be at home. And I get it because I was home for three years. So I get that. And I understand like that we all acclimated to that, not because we thought it was something we would ever do. Right. It kind of got thrust upon us. And I think we all did pretty well um, reacting in such real time that we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the American, uh, you know, business and economy and world like took its summer vacation just fine. <laughs> yeah. It, it all worked. It, it all worked OK. I think that now, you know, but it's it's challenging. And I think that now what we're trying to figure out is what's what's that what's that right mix What's that right kind of, um, I don't want to say compromise, but what's that, what's that right equation of it all? And it's, it's, it's evolved and it's evolving. And I think that um, it probably will continue. I think one thing's for certain, you know, people have learned that you can be productive at home. Right. It's just a question of what's the maximum or what's the ideal combination. And, you know, when you say evolving, you're using that present progressive on purpose to say that we haven't arrived at the answer yet. And I wonder how do you, how do you get there? Are you tinkering? Are you guessing, checking? You know, I think that I, I would assume that for most companies, they've had multiple versions of their work, their work policies, whether it was all remote or all on site, something in between, um, you know, over the last three years, you know, I've seen multiple versions just in my own companies yeah. of what we've done. And, you know, what I, I like to use the expression, our current best thinking. There you so go. our current best thinking is we've evaluated what we yep. think we need to do in 2024 yep. to service our clients do the best for our people and our business. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we took this position by position, role by role approach right. to it uh, because we thought that that was the the best way for us as our organization um, to be able to optimize to the best ability. So you've sort of broken your company into several categories, four categories, 10, I mean, yeah. How many different uh, uh, iterations of, uh, I think of a spectrum, right? Yeah. Like again, I talked 0%, 100%, like how many people fall in different spots and, and what does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, in our printing portion of the business, you know, it's hundred percent in the building. Right. You right. can't run a machine remotely. Right. You just right. haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> so that's 50, 55% of our employees is that portion. We have a handful of people that during the pandemic moved and we've elected to allow them to continue to work remotely yeah. because it's working. Then we have a, you know, a portion of our folks that we've asked to come in on a hybrid, you know, two or three days a week. And then we've had people that were either hybrid or fully remote yeah. that we've asked to come back, you know, beginning, you know, this month into the, the office because 
they support the production part of our business right. in particular. And those guys are there. And they're there. Right. And, right. you know, things get lost in translation sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What does the mix look like for new hires? Because I almost think of like, you know, when you get like a cell phone or whatever, and you're like, hey, new customers get this great deal. I'm an existing guy. What's my deal? Sort of a yeah, thing, right? And you kind of think like, hey, we as a company with the new hires, we're going to start this line in the sand and we're going to do something going forward. But obviously, if two people are doing the same job, it's like, hey, you know, so what does it look like as far as phasing that stuff in? Do you do different stuff for new hires or? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, I think for us, because we've taken a, a roll by roll approach, that would apply to existing and new. Right. Because we've, 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 we've identified what we think the roles and where they need to be, whether right. it be remote right. or not or hybrid or not. Right. So for us, I think that going that approach, I think has in a way simplified it moving forward. But I've, you know, I've, I know lots of people with, you know, working with companies that, you know, you do have that dichotomy and then, you know, you create an animosity on one side of the right face or the other, whether right. it's existing or new. Right. You know, we've had a lot of people say, you know, when we're in doing recruiting, you know, do I have to come into the office? Right. You know, and for us, it's been, you know, it's easy because we're saying this role is in the office yes. or not. But does that give you pause? Because it's like, I get what you're saying with, with this roles in the office or not, but I, surely you don't mandate they work from home, right? So if there's some people that think they'd be more productive in the office, even though you give them the option of X per week to work from home, do people uh, over uh, extend their time in the office voluntarily? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. My philosophy is I want more people in the office more often if I had to you know, put it. So if somebody wants to be in the office five days a week, I'm all for that. Right. I think that that's fantastic. I think, you know, kind of going back to the earlier thing about how important we thought it was to have students and our kids in school. There is a, there is a part of learning in your job that happens. And I think that there is that learning that is accelerated by being in person, the things that are unplanned. Yes. And so I'm a big believer of that, particularly for our folks that are in the earlier parts of their career. And I'll define earlier as like the first 10 years of your career when you're really learning. I graduated from a degree in accounting and my first job, I had no idea on day one what to do at all. I spent four years on the job training, learning to do that. Now, this was before we had cell phones, so I won't date myself. (laughs) This was before a lot of technology that would enable some remote learning. But I can't imagine even in today's world that the that that job could be learned fully remote. I, I think that it requires that mentoring that, in, you know, there was, there was a, a large level of mentoring that happened yes. early in my career that was invaluable. And yes. I think created the foundation from which to continue to evolve my career. And I, I think for me personally, I can't imagine not having that. And so I think about folks coming out of college now, I have a daughter who's graduating in May. Congrats. Thank you. And I think, you know, where's she gonna learn best? Right. And can she do a job remote 100%? I'm sure there'd be lots of opportunities out there for that. I'm going to encourage her to do more, yeah. uh, look at roles that require you to be in because I think that there is such a great benefit to that. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's kind of interesting because I think as a society or as a people or whatever, sometimes we notice trends and think that they're they're linear, right? We, we're going this direction, this is how we're marching, but sometimes they're almost pendulum-like, right? And they oh, swing back. Sure. And so I wonder about the next crop coming up, yeah. right? The your daughters of the world that are 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 being talked to by fathers and 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 uh, guardians and and uh, supervisory figures that are of the generation that say, "Hey, look, man, the mentor mentee system taught me so much. 
you need this. And might it swing back, I wonder? Oh, absolutely. I, there's always pendulum, you know, and, you know, and the whole concept of the pendulum when it swings too far, what's that equilibrium? And I think right. that that's, you know, as we started the conversation, finding that equilibrium for each company has been such a big, big challenge. And um, it will be different for different companies. You know, I think that the idea that we were going to go completely remote, right, right. which I think people maybe thought 24 months ago that we I were going to go did. remote forever. Bit, yeah. That commercial real estate was going to no longer be necessary. Right. And all like, what are you going to do with all that? We're going to build condos or housing. And I think that the pendulum has come back and we've seen it in our clients. You, you see it in the news every day, another company every day changing their policy. Zoom even. Zoom. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're altering their policy and they're evolving that policy because it's not going to be one of the extremes. It's not going to be hundred percent zero or hundred percent in, in office. It's going to yeah. be somewhere in between. And I think that folks are trying to find what that works like for them. And that's what we've been trying to do. I think every company is struggling with that. I think employees are trying to figure that yeah. piece of it out. I think at different stages of your career, yeah. different things work better or worse for Absolutely. people. And even different stages of your own life. Like how uh, young absolutely. or older are your kids? Do you have any whatever, right? Absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, a couple of interesting things that I've, I've seen kind of in this kind of transition or kind of the where the pendulum is going, you know, when an employee will say to me, well, you called me on, you know, Teams or Zoom and you interrupted me. <laughs> and I prefer that you don't call me without an appointment. If you missed the beginning of this, I'm sorry, your title's president, right, Bill? Well, this was at an, this was not in my current role. So uh, okay, this is not well, my current role. This was earlier in the pandemic. It wasn't when you were an accounting assistant in no, 1996. No, no, no. So. But it was, an, it, was, it was an employee that said, you know, you're interrupting me. Now, in, in the office environment, if you had a question that was pressing, you would walk down the hallway and say, hey, you know, Betty... Knock on the door jam. Or, yeah. and say, hey, can I ask you a question? And it wouldn't be seen as a interruption, even though it kind going. of is. Yes. But this idea of appointment, you know, appointmenting your, your staff, um, it requires a lot of, um, a lot more work and effort. And not that it's not, but it's not realistic at the executive level to be able to say, I'm going to sit on my question. I'll plan it for the 15 minutes we have scheduled in three hours from now. It's like, no, I have a question now. Well, at any level. I'm oh, sorry, really. I paint you with a brush. This is not fair. That's no, how no, I feel. No, no, no. But I, I wouldn't say that. I think at any level, even at a peer. Yeah. You know, at a at a coordinator level, peer, like if I have a question and I need an answer from Betty, like should I have to wait for it? Because right. I'm now not productive, potentially. Right. Right? right. And so I think that there's that. Another comment that I've heard, I think that is really interesting is someone said, what would I do in the office all day? <laughs> so that just tells you. What are you doing like, at home all day? <laughs> well, I'm a believer in good intent of it all. You know, I, I'm going to take, the, I take the intent of it. It's like, I can be more productive at home. Maybe. Okay. Fine. But what would you do in the office? You know, we'll take advantage of the being in the, you know, yeah. take advantage of that opportunity to connect with your peers, Sorry. to maybe speak about something that, you know, you hadn't had a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because that, you know, we all know body language is a real big, uh, element of communication. Yes. And in person, you certainly get that on zoom. It's maybe not as easy in a one yeah. inch box. Yeah. And even worse when someone won't turn their camera on yes. for a year. Yes. Cause they're not camera ready today. I'm not, I've had people say <laughs> I'm not camera ready. And I, my response is very, you know, um, empathetic. I know what you look like on your very best and worst day. And I love you both ways. We're good. So it's good, but yeah. you know, there's nonverbal communication changes as you know, we all know the intent or the, recep the reception yeah. of the comment. So if I say, hey, Toby, I need it on Thursday, and you say, okay, yeah. I think it's okay. It's going to be on Thursday. That's but right. if off camera you're giving me the finger, that's right. it's not happening on Thursday, but I'm not getting that, right? That's right. That's so right. an extreme example. No, no, but yeah, no, it makes sense. And uh, 
I think, you know, maybe just to kind of put a bow on all this, I'm really glad we dived down this rabbit hole of uh, kind of the work from home and the, and the new world order or however you want to call it. What are maybe some of your parting thoughts for other companies, executives, or folks that sit in the chair of, I help shape the policy for my company? And I, I love the nugget that you gave us earlier, which is, well, we evaluated large-scale job role functionality, and we assigned certain amounts of hybrid you know, uh, ability for each of those. But maybe any parting thoughts on kind of how you're, you cook the sauce? You know, I think, um, one, do what's right for you and your business and your people. And because every company is going to evaluate this differently. And so do what's right for, for you and your people. You know, and just be honest with the folks, you know, when, when you decide what it is, be honest with it and own it. Yeah. And, you know, understand that a company may make a decision about what they want for their workforce and workforce may make an ultimate decision about what they want for themselves too, because it may not, you know, ideally you want it to all, you know, work and yep. you want it to work for everybody, but it may not. And so you have to understand that um, no matter what you do, yep. no matter what decisions you make, be in, be out, whatever it is, yep. it may or may not work for well, and current and best thinking, right? Like you current said, and you, can, you can tweak. You can tweak. So I'm a big believer of this. I am out. a big believer of that. You know, most of the things that we do on a daily basis, we can evolve and we yeah. can change and we can go in a different direction because look what we've done for the last three years. Yeah, and arguably should, right? Should evolve, should keep. It's not static. Yeah, shouldn't so. be. Great conversation. Thank you so Good much, to see you, man. I appreciate it so, so, so much. That, unfortunately, is all the time we have. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week, Tuesday. Join us every week. Like, subscribe, share. In fact, tell a friend. Uh, and until next week, make this the best week yet.